Yo, fans, this is Aaron from the Big Gold Belt Podcast. I know some of you may have been following our souls attended the Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor 13 uh, iPay-Per-View in Baltimore last night, Friday. Uh, we were talking about doing a review today. I also watched the iPay-Per-View um, on my computer here at the house last night. Um, today I'm a little under the weather. Last time I checked the temp, it was 101.6. Uh, Two Chains is also a little burned out. He went to the Waka Flocka Flame show on Thursday night as well as ROH Friday. So we're going to take a siesta Saturday. We'll get back with you on the midweek episode next week with a live in-person review of Ring of Honor by those two guys. Um, what you're going to hear today is kind of an impromptu discussion that we had on Wednesday evening this week about John Cena, surprise, surprise, and who he might eventually pass the torch to as the guy of WWE. Speaking of people who used to be the guy, yes, we have a hot take on the Hulk Hogan situation. If uh, experience has taught us anything, it's that we're going to wait this out a little bit longer before really, you know, diving into it. But you can expect a reaction from us probably sometime next week when we're ready to cover that. We will also touch base on kind of whatever else is going on next week, too. But what you're going to hear today is that Cena conversation. And um, hopefully you're feeling better than the rest of us. But we love you guys. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Here is our weekend episode. And obviously you found it, so you know that you can find the links off of our social media pages on Twitter and Facebook, WrestlingOpinion.com, iTunes, whatever, what have you. So let's check out episode 28. Alright fans, welcome back to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. We're going to start things off with a little bit of free-flowing convo here about one John Felix Anthony Cena. Uh, before we do that, <laughs> you like that, don't you? Uh, before before we get started here, let's introduce uh, who's on the air here today. We have uh, two chains in the house. He just got back from seeing Southpaw. How was it? It was good. Uh, quick little review. I thought it was uh, great acting. Um, I thought the plot was developed, but in response to the answer or the resolution for the plot, I don't feel like it was strictly addressed it, but it worked if you had some common sense and the boxing choreography, I wasn't too much of a fan of being a sport of boxing, but nonetheless, it was still very fun acting, um, good acting. And, um, it was really heartful to watch too. Um, Forrest Whitaker did his thing as, as, as special kudos to that. Cool. Yeah, if you if you fans can't tell, um, Two Chains is our resident movie expert, much like Doctor M is our resident divas expert. Doctor M, how are you tonight? I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. Oh, no problem. Anytime. And then we also have uh, Mr. Sellis in the house. What's going on, fam? How's everybody doing? So we wanted to talk a little bit about John Cena. I I went for a run today. I, I'm a distance runner, and I I throw on wrestling podcasts. I. I follow the Sam Roberts wrestling podcast, so shout out to him. And I follow uh, 
Grantland's Cheap Heat podcast, so shout out to those guys and a couple others, but um, I was listening to one today and they were talking about where the John Cena character is going to be going moving forward into WrestleMania next year. We've all heard the rumors that supposedly there might be some sort of Hulk Hogan versus John Cena type of situation at WrestleMania, and I don't want to get into opinions about that tonight because we could we could probably go round and round on that topic forever, but... What, what, what's been talked about a lot, not just on podcasts, but on a lot of uh, wrestling writing on the internet is kind of, who is John Cena going to eventually put over? Let's, let's take a look back here, starting at WrestleMania 30, um, about a year and a half ago. We were in attendance for that, and we were, the whole weekend, very, very confident that Bray Wyatt was going to defeat John Cena and get a nice rub there and a nice WrestleMania victory, as it was the case that's not to be. And uh, out of the three matches in that feud, he only won one of them, and he won it kind of on a cheap, on a cheap win. I think it was a cage match, if I'm not mistaken. And then John Cena's also feuded with Rusev. Rusev obviously did not come out very well on that either. And then he feuded with Kevin Owens, and we saw him put over Kevin Owens in match one, and we figured, oh, they're going to put the U.S. strap strap on him. They're going to rocket him to the moon. He's got a lot of heat. Good things going. Doctor M was a big proponent of Kevin Owens and still is. But then again, alas, it was not to be, and we saw Kevin Owens tap out uh, this past Sunday at Battleground. So the question still remains, they're keeping John Cena strong, and now they're sending him after the world champion, supposedly at SummerSlam, at least that's the what what was hinted at on Raw this week. Who is John yeah. Cena going to eventually put over before he kind of transitions to more of a part-time player? I have an idea about who I think that this individual is going to be, but before I say who I think, I want to hear from the rest of you guys. Who is John Cena going to eventually pass that torch to? Because we've seen so many very worthwhile and accredited candidates for that, but it just hasn't happened yet, not in a big way. Let's start with you, Dr. M. Who who is he going to eventually pass that torch to? <laughs> I knew you were going to start with me. Yeah, I knew. Yeah. You're the doctor. Take one for the team, man. Good doctor. Do you want us to come back to you? Um, no. Uh, I'll give it. Go I, ahead, two chains. Go ahead, two chains. I, I volunteer tribute. <laughs> Did you just do a Hunger Games reference? <laughs> oh, quick, quick aside before you you do your thing. We were in Seattle last summer for a vacation, me and my wife and two of our friends, and we went to this cave near Mount St. Helens, and we got real deep in the cave, and there's all these like Boy Scout troops in there, and I the whole week I'd had a running gag of doing the, the Hunger Games whistle like you did, and I did the whistle in the cave, <laughs> and then like all these kids were doing it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of them, one of them got in trouble for being obnoxious by his mom. <laughs> and so well, at least I he didn't get killed. No, yes, I I bust out the Hunger Games whistle from time to time. Yeah, so, you know that's not a popular thing. Uh, chatting the Mockingbird, you, you usually get killed around the, around those. Places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be don't be doing that in Baltimore this weekend if you guys go, man. have to take the real obviously in short answer and I feel like John Cena is considered the life alert of the WWE <laughs> and right now 
there's only one person that's fallen and cannot get up without the help of the life alert button, and that's Ronan Reigns. If John Cena puts him over, it might actually work the way they always, always originally. I feel like John Cena definitely can give Ronan Reigns that extra push that he needs from the crowd so he can embrace his superhero Samoan, the shield, look, whatever it want to be that he's had since day one and actually become the new face of WWE. It's by no coincidence that he is the last person that they show on a, on a Raw uh, entrance video. And John Cena just has to be the one that could eventually put him over. That's a, I mean, I think this there's enough love-hate for John Cena, but anybody that gets over John Cena is love. Anybody. That's a really great point. Um, Dr. M, do you have your answer now? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know if I can beat 2 Chainz's Roman Reigns answer. I'm trying to think of uh, NXT right now. Uh, I'm going to think outside the box here. And after, especially after watching NXT tonight, um, those of you who saw it, you know, saw that uh, a guy by the name of Baron Corbin had another quick squash. And not only did he have that squash, but the commentators started hinting at the fact that, you know, you love him or hate him. He's polarizing much like John Cena. Um, and I remember when Corbin first debuted, when he had that, um, that really sort of impactful match against CJ Parker. And my first thought was, man, they need to hot shot this guy to the main roster. I'm glad they didn't because he still has a lot of work to do in the ring. But I can see maybe if somehow, if somehow Corbin gets to the main roster reasonably soon, I don't know. Maybe he could be someone to get put over thinking outside the box, but uh, I feel like there's big things in Corbin's future. Mr. Sellis, who's your candidate? <sighs> well, let me say this first. Uh, two teams, I really, that was a really thoughtful explanation about Roman, and I can understand that. And Dr. M, I appreciate you going outside the box on Baron, but I don't know. It's just I have something against Baron Corbin that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he, he has a lot of work to do. You even admitted to that, and, and you said you were thinking outside the box. But, man, I think Baron Corbin's going to be nothing more than a snitsky to me, man. Somebody that has a great look, <laughs> somebody that has great power, but doesn't know how good he could be. Hey, 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 hey. It's not his fault. <laughs> I know, but I just miss snitsky with those yellow teeth. Man, <laughs> but um, but I, I was also trying to think outside the box, and I was trying to think in the past. I was thinking people like Cesaro could have been the one that could have went over at the time. Rusev, I thought, could have been a great chance to go over on this, uh, over during that time. And even Rusev's story was the same exact copycat that Kevin Owens actually turned out uh, that I was so unfortunate about because that should have been the person to go over. But if I had to pick one person to be the next global superstar that you're trying to make John Cena out of that maybe you can use with kids and stuff like that, and once again, just thinking outside the box based on how they're pushing him, maybe Finn Balor. Um he was one of the first ones that got announced for WWE 2K16. Um, he has a great global look, you know, from his Prince Devitt days and everything, how he did in Tokyo and and what he did against Kevin Owens. And I'm thinking maybe he can be that hotshot guy that I think would be better than a Neville. 
um, better than a Bo Dallas coming up as far as a little guy being a big champion. And plus, you can use him in that international Ray Mysterio role um, if you use it in that type of aspect that he could be a world champion that'd be legit as still as a small guy. Once again, that's not my favorite choice. I'm just trying to think outside the box like everybody else and give a different answer that I would say maybe Finn Balor. Now, Finn Balor will have to be consistent in his work. He may have to build another finisher because I'm not sure if that finisher is going to work against John Cena, especially if John Cena's <laughs> kicking out everything. But, you know, just an overall global talent, I, I would say Finn Balor. Hey, Ron, we, we really got to do our finishers uh, segment. Yeah. Because... It, it it keeps coming back to that every time. It's just like, oh, that there's no way that'll finish John Cena. So, with that being said, like we really do gotta do that segment at some point. So, just to, the finisher segment you're talking about is the uh, the finisher monster files, or were you talking about our favorite finishers? All of it all together. I think we should you know go down the list of you know our finishers. Um, a discussion about um, finishers that. That has been devalued. Yes. Uh, some of the most dominant finishers that are bad, and obviously the Cena Monster Files Cena Finishers Edition. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we do this? Um, we're gonna have kind of a lull finally in in terms of pay per views for you know leading into SummerSlam. We have the ROH pay per view this weekend, obviously, and then after that, nothing big until Takeover and SummerSlam. Why don't we? Why don't we make that our next weekend's topic? And l- listeners, if you if you are um, want to be a part of that, you know, hit us up or let us know your thoughts on where finishers are today or what are some of your favorites, and we can put some questions out on our social media about that. But let's definitely let's make that a whole focused episode next weekend. How's that sound? Sounds all right. Sounds good. Well, I will tell you that I my choice for the torch recipient of John Cena was named by one of you. One of you is a very smart individual, and the other two are humanoids. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the smart one? Well, let me let me lead into it here, and, I'll, and I think you're going to be able to figure out where I'm going with this. It has to be the doctor. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> let me start by saying that the good doctor is, in fact, a humanoid. Uh, oh, wow. Baron Corbin is greener than a baby's diaper after having cream of spinach. Yes, he is, but <laughs> we all know how much the look is valued in WWE. Well, and the, you know, and that, that's, that's a great point because he, when they really get his heel thing going, and they they continue. They should just start putting him over established people, just to really make people mad. Put him over established people in like thirty seconds. That would be that would turn him babyface in my eyes. But I like all the heels. But based on the look, sort well, to say, bring back Pat, hashtag bring back Patrick. Uh, yeah, right. Oh yeah. Mm. Gosh, <laughs> don't even. That the look is still on tough enough. The look. Yeah. Don't yeah. even don't even get me started on tough enough. I'm I'm about to retire from that. But here's here's where I'm coming from. If you're going to have John Cena pass the torch to the next, you know, Hogan Austin John Cena figure head of WWE, it's got to be somebody who's going to be super duper over, who can work, and who can sell a lot of merchandise and a lot of tickets. 
got to be somebody who's going to look good as the face of your company that's going to be doing make-a-wishes, such as the one John Cena did on ESPN this week. It's got to be somebody who can be in movies. It's got to be someone who can be on the covers of posters and magazines. Out of the three people you guys named, there's one individual, I think, who can stay over even more consistently than John Cena is. And I'm talking about Finn Balor. So, Mr. Sellis, you are not a humanoid. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah. But you made some really interesting points about Roman Reigns, too, James. Like, I think if I were booking it, I think that that's your Survivor Series main event. I think maybe you put Roman Reigns and John Cena for the world title because it kind of – I'm sad to say it, but I think they're going to put the title on Cena – from Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. I just have a really bad feeling about it. But I, I, like you said, it's very purposeful that they've kept Cena and Roman Reigns apart from each other. The problem with Roman mm-hmm. Reigns is that he hasn't been consistently over. And do you really want to set your next face of your company for the next decade or so? Because that seems to be about how long Cena went and about how long Hogan went and about how long kind of the combo of Austin and Rock went. Do you really want to set your your next guy to be a guy who gets a split reaction? I mean, that's what John Cena gets. It's a split reaction. There's, there's, I mean, unless he's overseas, he gets the same reaction Ronan Reigns get. Yeah. I think the, pro- the problem is with Ronan Reigns is they don't know exactly how they want to book him as a face. Now, oh, just to jump back on Finn Balor, Finn Balor is smoking hot right now, but the word that's associated with him is the demon. If they snatch the demon off of him, he becomes an average Joe in my in my eyes. Because not mm-hmm. only that, his finisher will be taken too. Mm-hmm. And so that whole, you know, electrifying interest that he has is gone. Not even that. They're probably going to. It's probably going to hit the main roster and they're going to tweak it. They always change good music all the time. <laughs> So you're taking, I feel, I'm not, I'm not taking away from his skill set, but I feel like the three most exciting thing about him is his look, his music, and his entrance. Yep. Like that entrance is, no, there's no under the music, and his entrance is, is like, I couldn't make a better creative character on the game right now. Yeah. And you snatch mm-hmm. all that, it's just like Finn Balor the superhero well if you're gonna package him as a superhero because they like to say that his demon look has been channeled from superhero you know aspiration then why not this book Ronan Reigns as the true superhero that y'all want him to be because that's, that's on the contrary I think Roman Reigns if and when they ever decide to turn him heel he's going to be so much more effective because Finn Balor I think little kids can relate to that. Not only Finn Balor, the character as like the man, but like you said, the demon. There was a guy that kids like to dress up like, and he drew a lot of money for a short amount of time. And his name was the Ultimate Warrior. Finn Balor, his, his nose is a little cleaner than that. And I just, you got to wonder if Roman Reigns could kind of be the Lex Luthor to Finn Balor's Superman. Yeah, right. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, right. I just but, next ten years word. to be a split reaction, whereas you know Finn Balor is going to be consistent. 
Hey, D-Wayne, you're in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we clue him in on what we were talking about and get his uh, always controversial opinion? Okay. I, go ahead, shoot him the question. Don't 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 preview him to our answers or your thought. Just pre, you know, lead him up to the question that you asked and see what his thoughts is. All right, so D Wayne, we were having a heated discussion here about um, John Cena being consistently put over guys it's the origin of your cena monster file segment and we were talking about when he finally transitions in the next year or two or however long to being more of a part-time guy he's gonna have to pass the torch to someone and put someone over legitimately and we were saying who we thought that that person might be who do you think john cena will eventually put over to be the new guy of wwe well, I think everyone knows that answer. And it's very obvious. <laughs> no, I know what you're going to say. That's right. We we all know the answer. Me, as in me and him. <laughs> we all know the answer. You know, it's the, it's the guy waiting to the wings, you know. The guy that has to look. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the the, the endorsed by the Rock himself, Roman Reigns, which is which is why you never see why the whole point of that is why you never see those two go at it across each other's path like that because the whole point is to pass the torch to him. You said the exact same thing to change yourself. Uh, <laughs> the exact same thing. While me and Aaron on the other end said somebody like a Finn Balor, and I even put an aspect of, you know, he could be like the next Bray Mysterio role. Granted, yeah, he probably going to have to change his finisher because his finisher would not sell on John Cena. I, so the reason why, even though Finn Balor is great, has a crazy entrance, at the end of the day, it's all about selling, and it's all about selling to a mass audience. He's a global icon, though. It doesn't matter if you're a global icon or not. It's about selling to a mass audience. What's the better for the business side? Um, And and honestly, right now, now, Roman Reigns is probably more marketable than you think of it. Do you you really think that, though? I was going to say, like, Roman Reigns is marketable as a member of the shoe right now, like, Nothing has changed about him since being from the shield. There's so much more peak potential for him to change his, you know, scrap the um, scrap the spear, tag another finisher with the Superman punch, actually give him legitimate mic time and legitimate topic. Like one minute you're on there, you're serious. The one minute you're on there, you don't know what to say because you're scared of Bray Wyatt. And the next minute you're on there, you're cracking jokes. No, stick to one thing. Maybe just be the crowd pleaser. Follow John Cena's steps. Just be that guy. Always comes out to have to say, "Oh, Cleveland, Ohio's and else, blah blah blah." Be that guy and check and and, and and get him completely off the shield thing. Like keep him coming through the crowd, whatever it may be. But just it's so much more potential that they can do yes. with the guy because the look is there, the build is there, the endorsements there. The heritage, the genes, everything is there. It's just the mm-hmm. fact that creatives like, oh yeah, we want him to be the next guy. He has the look. He, you know, he has the cool finisher that kids like. You know, he has the charisma in the ring. 
but he's still a member of the Shield. <laughs> Y'all keep forgetting that. Alright, so like I said, I agree. Uh, I totally, I don't, I don't see how Finn Balor would be the main next up. I, I believe that if it's not Roman Reigns, it's somebody that we probably ain't seen, haven't seen yet. But I do know that if it's Roman Reigns, one, it's mainly because he's, he has been approving. You know, he still has that chill look. But I think eventually they, they'll go towards giving him his own look. But at the end of the day, he brings another aspect to it as far as being marketable. And that is the sex appeal towards women. Indeed. You don't think Finn Balor's an attractive man? <laughs> my, my client, Dwayne, refuses to answer questions. <laughs> okay, 2 chains. Hey, uh, Heyman. <laughs> How old is Finn Balor? Does He's anyone know? Uh, 31. 31. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought he was older. No, 31. You know, Roman Reigns is younger than that. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, I I think we got to think about age, too, but it's not that big of a difference. Yeah, Roman but... Reigns, he's not that much younger. Yeah. 29. Uh, let me look it up right now. I'm going to look it up right now. Um, here's, here's my retort to everything that was just said. I don't disagree with you that Roman Reigns is marketable and that he has the look and that he has been established. But here's my thing. They put him as the winner of the Royal Rumble this year. And granted, there may have been some booking issues in the way that that match worked. But you saw the reaction he got, and you saw the reaction he got moving forward into WrestleMania against what was supposed to be the biggest heel in the company. If you substitute Finn Balor into that situation in another year or two, I guarantee you, you will not have the booking issues. He will be over. He will be accepted, and he will sell merch. You are crazy. Anybody um, that they put up against Brock Lesnar is done. Yeah. Anybody. I don't know. There's a guy named The Undertaker that's going to do all right when he goes to SummerSlam, but... That's SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. You can't, you can't have The Undertaker revenge and all like that with SummerSlam. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just, it's just, it retracts the value of it. Yeah. Let me ask this question. Well, real, real quick. Real quick, Roman Reigns is, uh, he's 30 and he'll be 31 just after Mania next year. Let me put this question to you, Dr. M, because I want you to answer it. I don't want those two bozos to get all happy. Yeah, they are bozos. Bunch of of humanoids. Yes, sir. If Daniel Bryan was completely healthy and did not lose time at all last year with that injury when he had to drop the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, or when he had got hurt again after the Intercontinental Championship, do you think we would still be talking about Roman Reigns because Daniel Bryan would be the one that would be competing against Brock Lesnar? Oh, yeah, there was no way that uh, Roman Reigns could have touched Daniel Bryan when uh, Daniel Bryan was on with this. There was was no way he could have touched D. Bryan. Uh, I, I, so, yeah. I, have a, I have a rebuttal for this. Uh-oh. D-Wayne has a rebuttal for this. Did you all hear that? He has a rebuttal for this. No, I didn't <laughs> hear that. <laughs> so here's the rebuttal for that. It doesn't... It, yes, you probably hear Daniel Bryan on that stage right now. But we're not talking about right now. We're talking about who's seen is going to pass the torch to. And at the end of the day, it's going to be Roman Reigns. No matter if Daniel Bryan's there or not, it is going to be Roman Reigns. The mind is already made up. But here's the thing, though. 
the reason why it's still in our minds is because nobody else has taken that FaceTime away. When Daniel Bryan was up there, you didn't hear anything about John Cena. Everybody was doing the yes movement. That was the biggest thing out there. And now since the yes movement is out, you have that time for Roman Reigns to come in. But I guarantee you that Roman Reigns still could have been that quote-unquote push later, but that would have been much later down the line. Like, say, for for example, he won his Royal Rumble this year, but Daniel Bryan was still going to have been that number one place. That's 33, 33 before he even gets that torch back. So the question was, who's John Cena going to pass the torch to? John Cena is still going to be number one guy for a few more years so that few more years guess what you have time to develop Roman Reigns so at the end of the day it doesn't matter you're talking about right now yes Daniel Bryan's hot right now but in a few years guess what he's still gonna be old John Cena's still gonna be number one guy who's John Cena gonna pass the torch to that's the whole question and the whole question at the end of the day is who can pass Roman Reigns in the executive eyes of WWE? Who can pass it? But look what Two Chains said. Two Chains said it exactly right. Now, Roman Reigns has so much potential. We're always talking mm-hmm. about potential, but he's still part of the Shield right now. Literally, he is still everything the Shield represents. He doesn't have his yes. own identity. Oh, okay, I I got a I got a funny comment now. All right, <laughs> since since Aaron is our personal Wikipedia. Um, can somebody look up the date that the Shield debuted? I can tell you when they debuted. It was Survivor Series 2012, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. can, can somebody tell me what the date is today? Uh, today is, as we record this, it's July 22nd, 2015. All right. <clears throat> is the Shield still over? No. I, I don't care if you look at them as a whole or individual. Is the Shield, is the shield still over? One of them has the world the, as the Heavyweight championship. One of them is in discussion to be the next John Cena. <coughs> yeah. And one of them arguably still is the one of the best in-ring performers. So is the shield mm-hmm. still over? Yeah. No. So, you don't think so? <laughs> no. The shield ain't over because you can put them back together like DX and they'll still always be together. You cannot say you... That's, that, that's also my point, but you can't say you didn't get goosebumps when you all seen what could have happened at WrestleMania. Well, me, me and D-Wayne was there in Baltimore when that happened, when they did the little powerbomb. Yeah. So, it, it was exciting. But we're going off topic now. The topic, you, Silas, <laughs> you said, you asked that question. If D-Brian was still here, will we, will we, still, will we still be talking about when Ray's going to pass the torch? And the answer to that question, yes. We will still be talking about. Because you got to think about it. Daniel Bryan, as of right now, is not exactly the youngest person on the roster. No. Now, someone that gets the torch handed to them has to be fairly young. Right? Not necessarily. And I'll tell you why. Just a quick interruption. Did The Rock <laughs> pass the torch to John Cena? And look how you old know. he was. Look how old both of them was when that happened. Quote, well, unquote. John Cena kind of took the torch. It wasn't the rock. It wasn't the rock passing the torch to him. It was John. It was the. It was WWE executive saying, "Here's John. Here's John Cena." I I don't know, man. This was there was a lot of torches being passed at the point. Like even Ray <laughs> Morton got the torch passed to him by Ric Flair. So and Triple H on that note. So yep. there's a there was a lot of torch passing back yeah. there. But since we're back off, since we got back off the top of the game. <laughs> All I want to know is if the shield is still over, 
and Roman Reigns is still part of the original look of the Shield. You still don't think there's a lot more potential left of his peak? Of course there is. And that's all it takes. And to even go back to Selling's point, like if Daniel Bryant was was the, the man still, even Daniel Bryant had the, the capability of excuse me, putting Ronan Reigns over John Cena because um, the Yes movement was unstoppable hot. Like, mm-hmm. that was way hotter than anything John Cena had to say. Mm-hmm. You know? So, even Daniel Bryan had, had, was in a position where he was just, you know, he could have put another person over. And my eyes. Here, here's where I'm at with it, though, man. Roman Reigns had the freaking keys to the kingdom on a silver platter. Yes. And and he couldn't get over. No, he was no. given yes. everything, you know and he couldn't I get think, over. I think I think it was I think it was kind of like in their plan. So you have to think about it. I think they felt like he wasn't ready yet, and that's the problem. That's a problem. They felt like he wasn't ready yet, and plus they also feel like the way to proper way to push him over is to have him beat cleanly John Cena. That's the it's, only it's way. Use that whole match. I'm telling you, the match this year, lose all the whole time. Here's what I'm saying: if lose a lot of matches, if they're gonna guess put what? it, but guess what? You get a reaction out of it, right? Not a positive one. It doesn't matter. You get a tough enough reaction. You you want a reaction? You know, the the worst thing you can have is silence. Am I right or wrong? It was silence out of tough enough. That was a bad reaction. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody wants a Sheamus, uh, uh, another Sheamus type of match. Sorry. Right. No. Uh, hey, Mark, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> got got D Wayne over here about, making out with Roman Reigns. I can't even concentrate. How about, how about this? How about we, in this discussion, we all agree that as of right now, Roman Reigns looks like he's the favorite to get the keys passed to him. I'll end the discussion, but I can't agree with that. You have to agree. <laughs> you, can't, you can't really sit up here and say you can't really sit up here and say and name one person that Hello? Did D Wayne get kicked out? Because I know I didn't want to hear what he was about to say. Nah, he just... I, I, I got a I question for you, um, Finn Balor's believers. It's not that I don't believe in a guy, but in all actuality, when do you ever expect for him to come to the main roster? Mm. I don't know, because I don't know when Tyler Breeze is going to come to the main roster, and I'm looking for him to come up. <laughs> exactly. So with that being said, I don't expect Finn Balor to be on nobody's uh, main roster f- for at least another year and a half. I would agree. Uh, I, I don't. Next year, next year SummerSlam looks kind of probable, depending on you know what a lot of other companies do with their talent. But as of right now, he has to be your most marketable man in NXT, especially with the especially with the uh, fact that um, Kevin Owens is basically working both uh, rosters. So, right. I I don't know. I. I think if they can flesh out more guys in NXT, I think we see Balor up by WrestleMania next year because I 
everything you read online anymore is that Vince sees nothing but money and wants to get him up there as soon as possible. And he's made it clear that he wants to be on Mania next year. Yeah, he he said like if I'm not on WrestleMania next year it's because I'm dead. <laughs> That's what he said. He said that at WrestleMania this year when he was being interviewed around the NXT show. I mean, I I agree with everything that and, and it's unfortunate that Dean Wayne's not here to hear this because he kind of got disconnected from our call here. I agree with everything that's been said about Roman Reigns. He, all the tools in the world, and I think the biggest thing he has going for him is that if you put him in the ring with someone the size of Brock Lesnar, he looks legitimate. I don't think I ever liked Roman Reigns more than I did at WrestleMania this year. That was probably my favorite match on the card. And I love the way that that match worked. I, you know, it ended how it ended. It, 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 I think we haven't seen the last of those two in the ring. I think whoever's going to get put over next as the guy, if they do it during Brock Lesnar's tenure, which runs up till WrestleMania 34, because he's on a three-year deal, that person's going to have to go through Lesnar and Cena, not just Cena. So that's something to consider, too, and then maybe that's a mark against Finn Balor. But like I said, I think that you're going to just – print money when you get Balor up on the main roster and I also think you could put him in the ring against anybody and he'll be able to work well I don't know if you can say that about Roman Reigns because I still think he looks kind of green sometimes and furthermore I don't understand how a feud with Bray Wyatt right now does anything to get him ready for that spot Um, a feud with Bray Wyatt doesn't do anything for anyone yeah it kind of seems that way doesn't it yep well, I think maybe we want to put a bow on this before D-Wayne gets connected again so he doesn't go off on another tangent. <laughs> so just to review, um, Celis and I are in the Finn Balor camp. As the, oh, no, he's back. <laughs> oh, no. No, we were about to wrap it up, and then we saw you come back. So why don't you go ahead and make out Roman Reigns a little bit more, and then we'll wrap up. <laughs> hey, look. Sorry, Eric. Sorry, Sally Sellers. I don't care what you say. Look, whatever Bryce says goes. Because <laughs> Bryce is right. Just like he's right about Kevin Owens, he's right about this. And you know what? Bryce... Uh, uh, I'll I'll finish this up. I I'll, I'll close the segment for us tonight. Aaron, the doctor, Silly Sellers, look at look at me. I'm I'm the captain. I'm, I'm the captain. <laughs> but, oh my god! Yeah, that that that'll do it. That's that's ice on the cake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the energy to kind of come back at it anymore. <laughs> I, all I know is that we've had the John Cena character shoved down our throats for the better part of a decade and a half, and the reaction's been mixed the majority of the time. I think the best, the best baby-faced top guys, if you look back in history, had a universal positive reaction when they came out. You go back to San Martino with the Italian-Americans in New York City. You work all the way up to Hulkamania or to the era of Austin 316, or even The Rock on his babyface run. I don't know if you want 10 more years of a mixed reaction guy who gets cheered sometimes and booed sometimes. It was, you know what? They already did it once. 
It was when Bret Hart was being Canadian-American, and it was awesome. John Cena's been doing that shtick too long, and that's all I'm saying about that. You know what? He sells. That's all that matters. He sells, <laughs> and he grants make-a-wishes. Who cares? It's a good pub. You know what? He Does he really sell, though? Look at the ratings for wrestling now. Does he really I don't know. I think there was some. It, I've been going back and watching the Attitude Era. There was some pretty poor creative during the Attitude Era, but Austin drew a lot of people in spite of that. Yeah, because let's face it, that Austin Vince McMahon, that aspect of everything was just great. And you Austin, never get, you never get anything like that again. And Austin didn't have to compete with Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. <laughs> you know what? Truer <laughs> words have never been spoken, good doctor. I don't know. Can you can you say John Cena's had what thirteen years at the top? Has he done anything that can even be considered on not not that you're ever going to reach Austin McMahon, but has he done anything that's been that hot? Like just white hot since he first won the title at WrestleMania 21? Has he... I can't think of an angle where it was just white hot must-see. Nope. Can't think of it. Can you look back at Hulkamania and pick out about five of those? Yeah. Can you look at Austin's time and think about that? Yeah. Can you look at The Rock's time? Yeah. Cena? Hmm? And the thing about that is, who's Roman Reigns going to work with or what's Roman Reigns going to do that's going to get a universal reaction like that? That's how you draw money. It's not just a look. It's not just size. There's a lot to it. Hey, hey, hey Ron. Yeah. Let's end, let's end this segment with something funny today. Okay. I'm good. I'm good with that. <laughs> if, we like all, if we can all... <laughs> seriously, if we all could pick one random person, no matter dead, alive, or any promotion to go over on John Cena right now, oh. pick... pick Pick that person and one short explanation why it ended. And, and notice how I said right. one person. It could be anybody. I, and oh, man. Not even, it doesn't need to be a wrestler. Anybody. <laughs> That's a really great question. Oh, I got oh, one. Man. I had to think about this one. Tell us. Go ahead. Denzel Washington off training. Cool. <laughs> 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 King Kong ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> right, there you go. Oh my gosh, that's... I don't even know how I'm supposed to top that. That was good. Uh, the doctor? Oh, man. Just just say Roger Federer and move on. We know that's who you're going to say. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even think of him, but yeah, Roger Federer. There you go. Just, just smack him in the head like Jim Cornette with a tennis racket. <laughs> D Wayne. Uh, D Wayne. I'm gonna say John Cena and train wrecked. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the heel everybody's hey, waiting for. Hey, that is awesome answer right there. That's great. <laughs> All right, hey, Ryan. You, you, you next. <laughs> All right, I got the perfect candidate. And D Wayne, you're gonna especially love this. Are you ready? Finn Balor on a flaming white chariot. You know why? Because it's best for business. 
I'm out. <laughs> Drop the mic. At least it's better than Will. No, no, no. I know. I changed my answer. Patrick Clark from Tough Enough. Yo, yeah, there's, there's a fan <laughs> answer right there. There's a fan answer. Well, my answer, and I feel like the only person in the world that can actually beat John Cena because, I don't know, John Cena just seems to just pile up with it be way over a thousand. I think it has to be Super Saiyan 4 Goku. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and that's it. Can I change my answer one more time? Oh, yeah. You get multiple answers. You got to insert more coins there. Okay, I'll put it. I got another answer. I want to see um, a wedding contract on a pole match between him and Nikki Bella, and I want the wedding to happen live on Total Divas finale. Oh. Because I think that would be the ultimate burial of John Cena, which should have happened a long time ago. And you know who I want the officiant to be? D-Wayne. Here we go. Dwayne was almost my was almost my uh, pick for a minute. You know what I want him to wear at the wedding? A Kevin Owens shirt. Kevin Owens shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tap out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was cold blooded. Well, I think this is officially off the rails. Um, I think we're going to wrap this segment up now. That was a great way to end it. I had two chains. I want to. I want to hear more segment enders like that. Just random stuff. That was fun. You got. Hey, look, you just alluded to Bryce's pick again with off the rails, considering that being a train wreck, right? Oh, it yeah, got bro, it got fun. very train wrecky, no doubt. All right, fans, we'll be back in the next segment with our, our Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor review. Fans, we didn't end up getting to that Ring of Honor uh, Death Before Dishonor review that's going to come up on the midweek or next week. So look forward to that. Sorry we couldn't bring that to you sooner. It's just circumstances didn't allow, and I'm about to go find myself on the couch in front of some TV here as soon as I get this posted for you guys. Um, also, please remember that we recorded this last Wednesday, and the Hulk Hogan news did not break until I think it was Friday morning, at least that's when I saw it. So we'll probably be touching on that. We're going to try to figure out an angle that's not hackneyed and something you've probably already heard by the time we get around to recording that. Um, So I hope you enjoyed our lively discussion about John Cena and the WWE. Have yourself a great rest of your weekend. Stay cool. Stay awesome. Uh, Big Gold Belt Podcast out. Check you guys later.
review, and subscribe on iTunes.